0: The word of the day on Thursday morning at Bank of America Stadium was alignment. Can the newly aligned power structure here in Carolina finally bring sustained success? We'll talk about it right here on Locked on Panthers. You are Locked on Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday, Friday, like today throughout the offseason, I'll be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council to get those questions into me for next week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked On Panthers. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by LinkedIn, LinkedIn Jobs. So if you find a qualified candidate you want to talk to faster, post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. On Thursday morning at Bank of America Stadium, the Carolina Panthers officially introduced Dan Morgan as their president of football operations slash general manager, and Dave Canales as their new head coach. And this is a newly aligned pairing here in Carolina that hopefully can bring sustained success to Carolina. That's what David Tepper, the owner here for the Carolina Panthers, promised a couple years ago after parting ways with Ron Rivera, and that was the buzzword throughout the morning, alignment. Did not do an episode live after the press conference, thought about doing it, but then got into it and, and realized, okay, well, there's really not much they're going to say here. That's going to be that newsworthy. There was one newsworthy aspect of the press conference, and it was Dave Canales, who's a huge fan of a Averro and that he expects him to stay in Carolina. I had to go back and listen to what he had to say multiple times to hear whether he clearly stated that Agero Vero will be back. Joe Person of The Athletic asked the question, about the defensive staff, the continuity, if they're going to come back. And Dave Canales just went on about how great he thinks Jero Rivera was and how difficult it was coming up against his defense. We saw it in the final game of the season back in Week 18 and how much respect that he has for him. Then there was a follow-up question from Joe Person that I could not hear. The audio was terrible. It's I, I'm not going to sit here. In trash the Panthers, like there's somebody who is not making a lot of money that was setting that up, and unfortunately the audio just wasn't great, so I was not able to hear Joe Person's follow up question of whether he said he asked him. So are you saying he's going to be back next year or whatever it was? All that followed was yes that it's he's a huge piece of what they want to do in Carolina. Still, that's not necessarily clear enough for me right now, and I'm sure you're saying well he said yes. But what was the follow-up question? What exactly was that? And saying that you expect someone to be back does not necessarily mean that they will be back. As Joe reported on Wednesday morning that Adjero Vero was looking for other opportunities outside of Carolina. We thought possibly that could be Green Bay. But as soon as I was recording the show yesterday and I did it live on the show, that the Green Bay Packers decided to hire Matt LaFleur's old friend with Boston College, Jeff Halfley, to be their D.C., The Rams job is still open. You would think that Los Angeles would want to bring back a Jero Vero as their DC if that's possible. But right now, Dave Canales at least expects to have him even though his explanation wasn't as clear as a yes, he's absolutely going to be back next season. We'll still see how that all works out. But it was a typical press conference Selling hope, talking about how these were two great individuals. David Tepper called Dave Canales and Dan Morgan tremendous people, well respected. That they're both connectors, and Dave Canales, I, I did like a couple of things he had to say, and I'm, I, I appreciate his energy. I truly do. I'm excited to see what he can do in Carolina. I'm, I'm not against the hire. I, I'm, I'm, I like the hire. I'm interested to see if it's going to work out. I'm not saying that it's going to work out. I'm not saying that it's not going to go out, work out. But I think it is. Uh, the right kind of hire for the right time here in Carolina, considering what Dave Canales has done the last couple years, working with Geno Smith, working with Baker Mayfield, what he can do with Bryce Young moving forward, that does not necessarily mean the Carolina Panthers are going to put a winning product on the field. It's going to be very important that Dan Morgan's able to identify those dogs, as he was talking about, pointing out in the crowd the Thomas Davises, the Luke Keekleys, the Jonathan Stewarts, getting those type of players in Carolina. And I had someone ask me on a previous mailbag, and I get to that momentarily, why Aren't you know some of the players currently in Carolina beloved like that? It's like, well, because they haven't won, and until you win something, who really cares how many tackles Derrick Brown has? He's a fantastic player, I think he's great, and it's a building block. But if you're a part of a two and 15 team, as we saw until recently, he wasn't a pro bowler, no one's gonna care about that. Frankie Luvu he's great, plays hard. If you're a part of two and 15 teams, does it really matter what they're able to do? Until they start winning games, get to the playoffs, and they restore the fear in the logo, which was a very interesting comment that Dan Morgan made on Thursday morning. As you can tell, like this is obviously very important to him. This means a lot to try and turn around the Carolina Panthers, get them in a position to be successful, to be feared among teams in the division and the rest of the NFL, and to make it a dogfight every time opponents come to Bank of America Stadium. Those are the same words that you heard really last year from Steve Wilkes that David Tepper wasn't interested in as having his head coach. You're now hearing it from Dan Morgan, who David Tepper has now tasked to be on the personnel side to take care of everything, be the general manager, president of football operations, while also bringing Dave Canales, who is a sort of a Pete Carroll light. And he was asked about whether he's ready for this opportunity. He talked about spending 13 years in Seattle and then taking his opportunity last year and that he's been spending all this time waiting to get here in this position that he, his wife, his family, they're ready to take on this role as a head coach of the Carolina Panthers, but also to be a part of this community in Charlotte, which is already going to get him I think, a lot of praise here locally. The one thing for Matt Rule was when he came in, it was a pandemic. He never got an opportunity to go out and to tell people who he was, show people who he was, and by the time he had the opportunity to do that, he's getting booed at Hornets games because the team hasn't won games. He hasn't been able to be out in the community, and I don't think that helped Matt Rule. He also just wasn't a great coach in the first place, but I think there would have been a little bit more respect for Matt Rule as just a human being. If people offer just a little bit more grace, but also if there wasn't a pandemic and he could go out there and talk to people, I do think Dave Canales is going to certainly be someone we're going to see out in the community, and I'm excited about that. Not really important. What really matters – I mean, it is important, but what people actually care about is what you can do on Sundays throughout the fall, and you win games, you'll be loved. If you lose games, no matter what great works you do in the community – People are not going to love you and deify you as this great savior coming to Carolina. But it is interesting talking about Pete Carroll. He said how Pete always told him to think about the next thing. And when I first heard that, I was like, that's interesting. He said that Pete told him to open up his eyes, to think bigger, be prepared, look at all aspects of the game don't be just focused on the wide receiver room be focused on what's going on with tight ends with quarterbacks look at the defensive side of the ball how they're approaching things and greg olson who was interviewed by joe person at athletic the other day he did talk about his one year in seattle how dave Canales was there in the tight ends room but he understood that dave Canales also really bounced around to gain that knowledge and if you're going to be a head coach one day which of course he is now you need to have an understanding of what makes a cornerback tick, what makes you know, a linebacker really get going and how to talk to a running back and understand each position and understand just the 53-man roster. It's more than just play calling and working with a quarterback. It's being a leader. And that leadership aspect that I think he's, probably built from spending that time with Pete Carroll that's going to help the Carolina Panthers hopefully moving forward so alignment that's the buzzword it's important to hear especially after all the infighting and it was funny when Joe asked about the infighting he said there were reports about it like you mean your report your in-depth report with Diana Russini about the things that were going on last year um yeah hopefully now with Dave Canales Dan Morgan, who go back for a couple of years now, bringing in Brant Tillis and bringing a coaching staff that's on the same page with Dave Canales, the Panthers can move forward to where they're all on the same page. There's synergy, and there's not the kind of infighting that we saw this past year under Frank Reich, Scott Fitter, and, of course, David Tepper having his hands all over the mess in Carolina. So there's just my quick dots on the press conference. didn't think it was enough to have a full show about that on Thursday afternoon, but here I am just letting you know how I felt about what they had to say. It was great. It's inspiring. It doesn't matter. Go win football games. That's what people want to see. They do that. Then, well, I guess all the words that they said at the podium on Thursday morning will mean something in the end. But y'all have questions about Dave Canales and about the Carolina Panthers organization and structure moving forward. And I'll answer those questions here on this weekly Friday mailbag edition of Locked on Panthers in just a moment. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3 inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid size crossover for your next adventure. Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder, has room up to 8 in expansive cargo capacity and advanced available 4x4 capability with 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds towing. When adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. Take the nissan rogue nissan pathfinder or nissan armada and go find your next big adventure shop nissanusa.com Let's get into it. The weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panther. Sticking to the subject of Dave Canales and Dan Morgan taking over here in Carolina. Clayton wants to know, do you think the previous relationship between Dan Morgan and Dave Canales will transfer to success on the field? Also, do you think we got what would have probably been one of the hottest candidates for next year one year early? Your first question, Clayton, I don't know. I hope it does. I think it's good that these two individuals are clearly on the same page that they go back to their time in Seattle and they saw each other before they were able to ascend to these big time roles. Dan Morgan was a scout back when him and Dave Canales first met in Seattle and for him now to get into the position as a president of operations and general manager here in Carolina it's cool to see that he was two doors down from Dave Canales, who's working with wide receivers, quarterbacks, everything in Seattle before now coming up to the head coaching role in Carolina. So these two have connected in the past. They've seen each other grow in different spots, different opportunities. And now they're coming to Carolina and having the GM head coach partnership on the same page is vitally important. And that's not to say that it wasn't with Frank Reich and Scott Fitter. But let's recall, oftentimes, when asked about personnel decisions, Frank Reich continuously said, I feel like it's a question for Scott, that Scott handles those kind of things. And I still believe that it should be the general manager that handles personnel and that should have the last call on those types of things. But it also should be important that the head coach is on the same page with the GM, that there's synergy there and that he's not trying to distance himself from the GM moving forward. So I do think that their working relationship will be positive. Will that lead to positives on the field? That is TBD. I'm certainly encouraged by what I heard But again, it's a press conference, and very few people have ever lost a press conference. I think Adam Gase is one that definitely lost press conference and went on and was awful as a head coach. Matt Rule, he won his opening pep rally, sorry, press conference, and how did things turn out for him? As far as your second question, it is very possible. That had Dave Canal stayed down in Tampa Bay, I'm thinking that their new assistant head coach and pass game run game is a run game coordinator, I believe, um, and their offensive line coach, they're probably still down in Tampa Bay. Brad Idzik, who's expected to be the OC, would have stayed in Tampa Bay as well. Baker Mayfield's expected to be the starting quarterback again next year, getting another year with Baker, potentially another year where the Bucks win the division. They seem to have the most stable quarterback situation in the NFC South right now, which is insane to see. Say after what a lot of us thought heading into the season, I guess the Saints are sticking with Derek Carr. Haven't heard too much about that, but that's a situation that's not necessarily better than what the Bucks have. What they had when it came to Baker Mayfield with Dave Canales. Now, without Dave Canales, how does Baker Mayfield go on in Tampa Bay? That would be a key question for them this offseason. Not really totally concerned it is a little bit concerning because they're in the same division as the Carolina Panthers Atlanta they don't have a quarterback we'll see how things work out with them a new head coach Raheem Morris the Panthers have Bryce Young they got to get Bryce Young to play at a high level and as far as just having a young quarterback the Panthers are in position long term to be able to have that quarterback that could be the best in the division but they got to get Bryce Young there so had Dave Canales stayed in Tampa I'm thinking they're probably going to be the favorites to win the division next year, and it's possible that they win the division again if the offense looks even better. Baker Mayfield plays just as well, if not the same, uh, maybe even better than the level he played at this past season. And you do that back to back years, you did what you did with Geno Smith, and you get Baker Mayfield playing at a Pro Bowl level back to back seasons. I'm going to think that a lot of teams out there across the league are going to be looking at Dave Canales as that next up and coming guy who they should hire as a head coach. This time around, Weren't too many teams interested in Dave Canales. And when I say not too many teams, there was one. That was the Carolina Panthers. It is very possible that the Panthers got a steal here in Dave Canales. The connection, the Dan Morgan and Canales was key in him even coming to Carolina. If Dan Morgan's not the general manager, I doubt Dave Canales is the answer here in Carolina. But it's possible that the Panthers ended up getting a coach who would have been one of the hottest commodities next year. It still feels like that would be Ben Johnson if the Lions offense plays the way they have played. And that was a surprising development that he did not end up taking head coaching job for the second year in a row. And people, some of them were saying how that was ridiculous that he wouldn't do it. If he's happy in Detroit and the team is winning, it's a good situation where Dan Campbell going to keep both his coordinators in Aaron Glenn and in Ben Johnson. If that's where he's happy. He's making plenty of money. No reason to rush on to another head coaching spot. Go when you're ready, go to the right situation, and then win. So I, don't, I actually kind of applaud Ben Johnson. I do think, though, Dave Canales would have been up there as one of the top candidates next year, just knowing it would probably would have been him, Bobby Slowick, if things work out again with C.J. Stroud, and then Ben Johnson. Those could have been the top three uh, heading into next season. So, yeah, maybe the Panthers did get uh, one of the hottest candidates next year a year early. Noah asks, what do you consider a win, either for the off-season or in-season from him, as in Dave Canales and Morgan's partnership? If Bryce has a breakout year two, but defense takes a step backwards, would that be justification enough to say Canales did what he was brought to Carolina to do? Just trying to understand what his measurement for success is in years one and two. As far as year one goes, the Panthers, as we are all keenly aware do not have one of the best rosters in the NFL. I am hard-pressed to believe that the moves they're going to be able to make this offseason is going to magically turn this team into a playoff team next year. It's possible. The NFL is stands for not for long. It's made for teams to go 9 and 8, 8 and 9 every year and to continuously switch out teams in and out of the playoffs. So it's of course possible. I just feel like it's unlikely and when we've had conversations with Mike K of the Charlotte Observer he felt like from the beginning, even with Frank Reich, this was going to be a couple-year rebuild for the Carolina Panthers. I didn't think they were going to be a playoff team this past season. I didn't think they would be the worst team in the NFL it's going to take a little bit of time for the Panthers to get there. Uh, they got a lot of work to do on the offensive line. They got a lot of work to do as far as getting some playmakers at running back and at wide receiver. Figuring out what they're going to do with tight end. Is Hayden Hurst going to come back and be that uh, on the defensive line? Derek Brown's excellent. Not a ton of depth there. Brian Burns. They got to figure out his contract. He's a good player. There's not a ton of other edge rushers on the roster that would concern you at all. Linebacker. They got to bring back Frankie Louvu. What do you do with Shaq Thompson? Secondary. As long as Dante is back, J.C.'s back, they're healthy. With Von Bell and with Xavier Woods, you feel good about the secondary, but you need some more depth. There are plenty of questions that the Panthers need to answer, and I don't think they can answer all of them in a single offseason, as we've seen demonstrated the last couple years, where one year they really wanted to try and fix the defense. Every offseason they try to fix the offensive line, and it took some time to get to where they thought they were in those positions, and we see where the offensive line may still not be fixed after this past season. As far as I'm looking at this year, it's going to be another rebuilding year, another year where I don't expect the Panthers to be a playoff team, a year where I'm not going to have high expectations as far as their win-loss total, and what really matters is getting your quarterback to look like the number one pick and Dave Canales talked about that on Thursday morning. He went back, look at his draft eval of Bryce Young and he's excited to work with Bryce and this is a major reason why he took this job was to work with Bryce Young and knowing that he has the talent to have success big time in this league, especially with his help. Dave Canales getting the most out of Bryce Young, having more performances like we saw against the Packers this past season, if that can be fairly consistent, that's going to help the Panthers win some games, of course. But if it can be way better than what we saw this past year and he can have a major turnaround, a breakout year, as you mentioned, though, I think the breakout might come in year three, but he can have a big time year in year two as far as compared to what we saw this past year. Like that's a win. That's why he's being brought in here. The rest of it, it's going to take some time. Got to get the roster to the right position. You Got to figure out some of these free agent decisions that need to be made over the next month or so. But um, as far as year one, Bryce Young, again, like last year, he's the, the focus. And he is what you're going to be able to determine this season as a failure or a, or a success. Last year was clearly a failure because they were the worst team in the league. But also because Bryce Young did not develop the way that everyone hoped he would and really expected His development once again, will be the most important thing for the Carolina Panthers heading into the 2024 season. Let me take a pause, and I'll come back here and answer the rest of your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on Locked on Panthers. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team Faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses can qualify candidates within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL that's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply let's answer a few more questions here on the weekly Friday mailbag on locked on Panthers over to Ken saying considering we have the benefit of hindsight of our early offseason is it safe to assume that sportsology provided the Panthers an infrastructure to be successful um Interesting question there. I don't think Sportsology necessarily pointed David Tepper in the direction of going and getting Dan Morgan as he was already down the hall. And as David Tepper talked about, he has seen Dan Morgan operate in the building, seen him as a connector, seen him take that same mentality he had on the field as a player into being an assistant general manager and now the president of football operations slash GM in Carolina. I don't think Sportsology did a ton to point him in that direction. And when you hired Dan Morgan, I don't think Sportsology really did a lot to bring Dave Canales to you with his connection to Dan Morgan and that partnership and those guys really having a great relationship. And even Brant Tillis, he was on the radar uh, for David Tepper the last couple of seasons, he interviewed, or at least. I think he was requesting an interview for the job. I think he did interview a couple of years ago for the general manager job. David Tepper already knew Dan Morgan, had already spoken to Brett Tillis, and then Dan Morgan brought in Dave Canales. I don't really think Sportsology did anything at all, which is, again, why I feel like it's the greatest grift going on. They got a ton of money from David Tepper, and I don't know what kind of impact they truly had. That's just what I'm seeing. Now, more question from Ken. The front office now has true alignment between the executives and coaching staff. GM selected his guy. The head coach has shown his skill set to develop team's most valuable asset. The quarterback also head coach is being given the autonomy to select the staff. Do you believe this will be enough? Is it executed to a reasonable degree to keep David Tepper out of football decisions with the team? Well, yes, I believe David Tapper should be out of the football decisions. And, of course, anytime there's a big-time decision like paying a Brian Burns or paying a Derrick Brown, you're going to naturally go to the owner and be like, hey, that's what we're going to do. Now, the owner should just let you do your job, but those are things where it's just the nature of the NFL. Now, some owners might just sit back there and let you do whatever you want, but a lot of times the owners want to have a little bit of insight and maybe even a say in a big-time trade or contract like that uh, potentially moving forward in Carolina. I hope it's going to be enough. I, it's hard to say that it will be enough. We just have to see how things play out on the field. Not going to get fooled by a flashy press conference. Not going to get fooled by the energy in the room. I do like what Dave Canales said i love what he's done the last couple of years working with geno smith and baker mayfield i take away i would take way more out of that than i do out of anything he had to say on thursday in particular i really don't care what he had to say on thursday i need to see what he does his actions his words are cool and press conferences get people fired up it's good it's part of why the nfl is out here slinging hope better than any other league in the world really because they think everybody thinks they have a chance now, I don't know how well how Panther fans are feeling right now, but I do know eventually, once the season rolls around, they're going to convince themselves that this team can be a playoff team because that's just the NFL and how things work out every single year. And it's not saying that the Panther fans are going to get fooled again. It's just that's the nature of the league. And that's the great thing about the NFL, that you actually have a chance if you're in Carolina. Like The small market thing only exists in the NBA, which is stupid. But here in the NFL, it doesn't matter. Got Kansas City playing the Super Bowl. San Francisco's a big market as well. You had Detroit, which is a big city, but you don't think of Detroit as a big, as a big market uh, in other sports. And they're right there in the Final Four. You looked at Baltimore in the Final Four. Buffalo, where they've been, it doesn't matter what your market size is. If you get the right people and you're able to bring in good players, you have a chance to win. That is important. All right, Alex. I think I saw the Panthers are keeping around Jim Caldwell, but I'm curious. Do we have any other former head coaches still on the staff? This was something Rivera said he wished he had done sooner. Matt Rule as well. With Canales being a first-year head coach, some experience in staff will be needed. And Ron Rivera did speak to Scott Fowler, out um, the Charlotte Observer, the other day, and just offering some some thoughts on Dave Canales being hired. He doesn't really know Dave Canales very well, but it's cool to see another Hispanic get an opportunity to be the head coach in Carolina, but in the NFL as well that he's met him before and not much else, but he did mention, Hey, uh, getting some sort of mentor would be important. And he did say that his mentor actually was John Madden, who wasn't even on the Panther staff, but finding somebody to be your mentor. And he says he's willing to mentor Dave Canales. And I would love to see that in Carolina. I had somebody ask, would it be weird if Ron Rivera is a DC in Carolina if a were to leave? And I told him, hey, who said you can't go back home? It would be um, a little weird. <laughs> but Vance Joseph is the DC out in Denver, a place he was fired then again it's a new ownership group so it's a little bit different it's the same owner that fired david that fired uh ron riveras so i don't know if that would be exactly uh what he's trying to walk into um but either way as far as your question goes there the expectation uh, that was there was something that was said though that was another little bit newsy item out of a press conference on thursday morning that it sounds like jim caldwell is going to stick around not sure what the role will be in but he'll still be here in carolina it appears um then it, when it comes to dom capers and Tim Caldo has family in North Carolina. It sounds like this is like where he wants to be. If he's gonna be involved in football, whether he's like an on field coach or he's an assistant or whatever the hell he, whatever role he was in last year, it sounds like he wants to stick around the organization. And if Jaro Vero, in fact, is staying, it's expected he's gonna stay. It wasn't very clear when Dave Canales was speaking because the audio wasn't great and I couldn't hear Joe Persons' follow up. He wants him to stay. Doesn't necessarily mean he's going to stay, but if he does stay, that being a Jer Then I would expect that Dom Capers would remain here in Carolina. That would be two former coaches, head coaches in the building in Carolina. Uh, Lars, now that Dave Canales is our new head coach who probably wants to install the West Coast scheme, how will the scheme transfer to our roster, specifically our offensive line? Are they built for that or do we need an upgrade at a certain position? I think they need upgrades a lot of positions. And I'm not going to sit here and be someone who's going to tell you that I have the greatest understanding of the West Coast offense. Um, but I do know the Carolina Panthers need to figure out what exactly they're going to do on the offensive line at every position, not right guard, which is Taylor Moten. Are they going to keep Icky at left tackle? And I'm going to, I think next week, I'm going to get back into it because I, I did an episode on Icky Aquanu and I want to do a series. It was also the middle of the coach search, but it was one of those days where I just read up a lot of things and I just wanted to get it out there. Um, But I'm going to do a couple more episodes looking at the offensive line. going to spend some time also, and that's going to be probably the bulk of February, looking at these position groups as we head into March where real free agency is going to happen, look at the rest of these position groups throughout the offseason or throughout the month of February and figure out kind of how to fix them moving forward until we get to that free agent part um, in the middle of March. Uh, But as far as just scheme, if you don't have receivers that can separate, if you don't have running backs that consistently can break tackles and have some speed, and if you don't have an offensive line that can protect, it doesn't really matter what your scheme is. The Panthers right now do not have an offensive line that can protect. They don't have really dynamic running backs, and they certainly do not have dynamic threats in the receiving game. That needs to be fixed before really being totally concerned about what the scheme is going to be. The scheme needs to fit the players. The players need to fit the scheme. That's what's important moving forward. Last question coming from Jake. Will Dan Morgan ship J.C. Horn for draft capital and a top receiver? Denver was mentioned as a target to trade for Jerry Judy. Would Curtis Samuel welcome your return to Carolina? And would be would he be considered an upgrade? I would consider him an upgrade. Would he want to return to Carolina? All the people he knew before are gone, so I don't think it's like necessarily seen as like a home anymore. I don't know if he has a home here, but I wouldn't consider like one of those things where oh, same coaching staff—that's why he went to Washington, followed Ron because he had. Worked with Ron before. That those are his people. The people here now are not necessarily, but it's possible he could come back. Um, as far as the Horn thing, I don't think they're going to trade him. I don't think they can. They're going to pick up his fifth-year option. They're going to let JC play again this season, and they're going to hope he stays healthy. And then they'll figure out next offseason what to do with his contract. For the next year or even long term based off of his availability and at what level he plays at. And as far as Jerry Judy goes, I don't consider him as a top target as far as a top receiver at all. Uh, Steve Smith, we already know, doesn't love him. And Steve Smith, I can bet you, will do everything in his power to prevent that from happening with Jerry Judy coming to the Carolina Panthers. Judy's just a guy. A Jag, as Steve Smith called him, and we saw that in Denver. The quarterback situation hasn't always been perfect. Russell Wilson hasn't played at the highest level the last two years with the Broncos, which is why he's on the way out, among other things. So, no, I'm not totally interested in Jerry Judy. It would be an upgrade compared to what we had here last year in Carolina, but I don't really see that one happening. Maybe it does, but Smitty's going to be high. not mad, not happy. Okay, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council. Next Friday, I'll be back once again to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me to get those questions in to me now. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And I'll talk to you all on Monday.